Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to LiveDeliverance.com here on BlogTalkRadio.com. <clears throat> My name is Pastor Steve, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. Now, if you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock p.m. here on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. But if you're listening to us on any other social media platforms or during the other times of the week, <clears throat> please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the times, dates, locations, or platforms that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear any of our content through any other means, it is a result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all of those who participate in any Internet piracy can be prosecuted by federal agents. Now, having said all that, we can get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper. And if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. So now, if you would, join me in a word of prayer as we sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this place in this time because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, Glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus, reveal to us the Father and draw us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. 
Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared to all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name I pray. Well, beloved, this will be uh, part two of um, active worship. And, um, you know, I just want to, it's, it's basically a study on um, uh, Psalms 18. And we'll dig into that and see some things. Because, you see, David, he had a real good grasp on the effect that worship has on our victory. Active worship engages God. In fact, in, in, in John chapter uh, 4, verse 4, he's going to say something about active worship. God uh, gets the ability to, to confound the devil when one just continues to worship him no matter what's happening. You know, we shouldn't just, just visit worship. It has to be active. It is something that we should live in. John 4, 4 said that God is seeking those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. And so since he has set that up, you know, we need to allow him to do what he wants to do in our life because we have positioned ourselves correctly. You know, I'm, I'm pretty tired of, of trying to um, chase God down. Let's try it that way chase God down to see what God is doing. If I would live in the place of worship, then God can manifest himself the way he wants to. You know, we can we can eliminate a lot of frustrations, anxieties, and fears if we would just simply be found in the right place. You know, when, when, when uh, Jesus told uh, the woman at the well, um, that God is looking for seeking those that worship him. And he said to do it in spirit and in truth, not out of necessity, but as a, a norm, if you would, if, if you only, if you only combed your hair, we'll just go there. If you only combed your hair, you know, once a week, then when you do comb your hair, it's going to be some, some issues that you're going to have to go through. You have, especially for us uh, 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 that, that have the curly hair because we are darker-skinned people. And as you know, the people that, that, that have the darker skin, their hair is not uh, necessarily straight. It's nappy, if you would. And if you only uh, came and combed your hair once a week, then every time you go to do something with your hair, you're going to have those issues. We can remove the issues by maintaining the position of heart that God is looking for. Since he said he's seeking those that worship, it would be wise for us to just raise our hand and say, God, you can find me here. You, I'm not going to be moved, Father. I'm going to be right here in the place of worship. And I'll just go ahead and say this. A worship is not, wow, wow, okay? Worship is not just uh, uh, at, at, at a church service. 
okay? Let's just look at this. I hadn't thought about it from this perspective, but since God said he's seeking those that will worship him in spirit and in truth, he wouldn't necessarily just go to a location to find you. He's seeking. 24 hours a day, he's seeking. He's actively pursuing us. So then it would be wise for us to then actively pursue him. Okay? I I, I mean, that's what it says in in James chapter 4. It says that we should draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. See, he he wants us to, to live in worship. Instead of being so busy trying to figure out what the devil is doing, okay? He says in James chapter 4, let's look at how this whole thing is, is, is positioned here. He says, submit yourselves to God. Submit yourselves, therefore, unto God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So how do I perpetually resist the devil. He didn't say for us to assist the devil. He said, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. So when I resist the devil, I'm not trying to tell him what to do. According to the instruction here in James chapter four, he says, first of all, submit yourselves to God. See? I'm perpetually in his presence. I, I, I dare not leave his presence. You know, I, I'm finding that um, we can't just um, wait till the trouble starts to then try to find God. In the book of Proverbs chapter 1, he says that's not the way it's supposed to work. <laughs> okay? I, I'm coming back to, um, I'm coming right back to, to, to James to finish that, but look at what he said in Proverbs chapter 1. <laughs> Interesting thing. He says, starting at verse 22, starting at verse 20, okay? Let's just look at some things he's saying. He says, wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the opening of the gates, in the city, and she utters these words, saying, How long will you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And how long will you scorners delight in scorning? And you fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof, and behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make my words known unto you. But because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded it. But you set at naught all of my counsel, and would none of my reproof. I will also laugh when your calamity comes. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you. Notice he didn't say if. He said when. He's giving you an understanding that he wants you to be in his presence to be protected from that because the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run in and that's 
where they're safe. See? He, 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 he's looking for active worship, perpetual worship. But because we didn't listen at him, he says, when your fear cometh as desolation, when your, uh, and your destruction comes as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then you will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me early, but they shall not find me, for they hated my knowledge, and they did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would have none of my counsel. They despise all of my reproof. Therefore, shall they eat the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell, dwell safely and shall be quiet from the fear of evil. See, he's wanting you to live a different life, a life that is ordained, preordained steps, if you would, that you should walk in, a life that is already positioned for victory because all of the promises of God are yes and amen. But it's we're having to, 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 to prepare our hearts before the trouble. You know, I, I found that, that, that if I don't do it God's way, then I'm going to be agitated. I'm going to be moved, tossed to and fro, the Bible says. Okay? And, and that's not the way he wants us to live. He wants us to be consistent, steadfast. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. So how do you resist the devil? By staying in the presence of God. Psalms chapter uh, 1. That's the blessed who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. He doesn't sit, stand in the way of sinners. He doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful. But he delights in the law of the Lord day and night. See? I, 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 the way we use our time is a worship. Amen. Everything that you do, you're supposed to do it as unto the Lord, giving him glory. See? Everything that you do. So then if I live my life as an active worshiper, see, then I don't have to have these uh, uh, challenges that cause me to, 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 to wonder if God is there. Huh. The question should not be, is God there? The question should be answered. Mm-hmm. God asked this question from Jump Street. See, if you would hear, when Adam and Eve ate of the fruit, the next question God said is, where are you, Adam? It's not where is God. Let me just help you out. That's not the question that has to be asked. The question that needs to be asked is that, okay, God is asking you, where are you at? See, if you dwell daily in his presence, that, that, that you're found connected to him, so that you won't have to go through all of the issues, situations, and circumstances that causes you to be fearful, be frustrated. See, if we are perpetually, come on now, if we are perpetually in his presence, in his presence is fullness of joy. He gave that to us as an instruction, as an incentive, so that we can know that 
This is the place where joy resides. Okay? It's been that way from the beginning. When Adam messed up, Jesus came and restored that. And then he said, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. He didn't say it was going to be joy from your job. It was going to be joy that's in the presence of the Holy Ghost. Those are the things that that, that we need to practice, perpetually being in his presence. Whatever I do, in word or deed, I do it all in the name of Jesus, giving God glory. Because I know he's in me. I'm connected to him. See, that would be active worship. Not worship that we think is programmed so that at these hours of the day that I choose to be in the the, the presence of people and now we can collectively worship. No, 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 no. You need to live this way. See? You can hear him saying it multiple ways. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength. See, as I'm doing that all of the time, I'm perpetually in his presence. Amen. Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee. We shouldn't be entertaining the devil. We should be resisting him. And the thing that we should use to resist him would be a life of worship, a life of praise. Yeah, wow. See, as we do that, we remove all of the complaints that could even be voiced by us. He told us to open our mouth, and he'll fill it with praise. See? So then I can allow my position of heart to be made known because of being in his presence. See? Because I, I don't have time to complain if I'm in his presence. Fullness of joy is my promise. You know, I mean, I see, maybe we've got it backwards. He said fullness of joy. One of the reasons that the joy is full is so that whatever the need is, the joy of the Lord strengthens me to be able to win. See? I, I don't have no issue thinking about what what we're going to do. You know what we're going to do? We're going to continue to worship. We're going to continue to praise. We're going to continue to stand in faith. Okay? I'm going to, to immediately know, perceive, understand what God is saying about whatever I'm facing. Okay? Because in my trial, he will send me a word of victory. Because he does everything by his word. He has exalted his word above everything else, above even his name. Come on. See? So it's not just for me call on God, find the name of God that works, because he's always working all things together for my good. If I'm not there in his presence, I won't know what he's saying. 
I won't know what he's doing because I'm letting my emotions that are run amok dictate what I think is happening. Since he's already made a promise that he will never leave me, he will never forsake me, why do I have the question, what are you going to do about this guy? See? If, if according to Proverbs chapter 3, he says that I'm supposed to trust in the Lord with all my heart, lean not to my own understanding. In all of my ways, acknowledge him. Because I know he's there, worship gives me that understanding of him being there. Because in worship, I am telling God what I think of him. I tell him, as David is going to do. We're going to see this. David lives this. See? And we're going to have to kind of glean from the life of David because David was a man who was after God's own heart. He was not a man that was after God's hand. He was a man that was after God's heart. See? We're supposed to seek his face. Why? Because out of his face comes words. Out of his face comes victory. Hmm. See? So we need to position ourselves. He says again, I'm I'm just trying to to, to build your faith for this, to look at it from the perspective of being a perpetual victor instead of a sometime victim. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Draw nigh unto God. And he will draw nigh unto you. I mean, I learned a long time ago that the only thing the devil can do for me is to cause me to maintain my closeness to my God. Because the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run in. I need to stay in the right position with God. You know, my prayers don't have to try to get to the third heaven. The Holy Ghost lives in me. My prayers don't have to be any louder than the whisper because with the breath that he gave me, I'm releasing it in faith unto him. See? Draw nigh unto God, and he'll draw nigh unto you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted, mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. He shall cause you to be in the position of victory, not underneath circumstances. Come on, y'all. We have no business being under circumstances. We've been made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, far above all principalities, power, might, dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world which is to come. See? Active worship puts you in the position of victory because of your proximity to him. Amen. That's just what we we should do. Let's look at at Psalms 18. 
okay? God's looking for those that will worship him. And he's looking for that, seeking for that. Second Chronicles 16.9 says, The eyes of the Lord run to and fro over the whole earth. Why do you do that, God? So that he can show himself strong in the behalf of those that have a mature or perfect heart towards him. See, sometimes when we are going through things, we do something that's really not wise. We begin to question or ask things of God that we shouldn't ask. We begin to talk to God out of doubt and out of fear. I would submit to you, that's not worship to the Lord. Mm-hmm. See, when you, when you have conversations of fear, really, you're saying to God that the devil is more impactful in your life than God is. See, the devil is a thief. One of the things that the devil wants to steal is he wants to steal your worship. He wants to steal your praise. Why? Because if he can steal your worship and your praise, he only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So then he takes your praise. Now you are vulnerable because you're not in faith anymore. Come on, y'all. Look at it. When you are in fear, you cannot be in faith. When you are complaining, you are not releasing praise. So since he stole your praise, then he's put you in the position to live by your fear or be destroyed by your fear. The just shall live by faith, but the unjust shall die in his fear shall be destroyed because he's not connected to God in this thing at this time. Fear has torment, the Bible says. Okay? So that if you are having torment, then that lets you know fear is the thing that's motivating you, that's moving you. Okay? He's wanting you to be moved by Worship, active worship, not scheduled worship. You know, you know. He said that every breath that you have is designated for praise. Every breath, that everything that has breath, praise. So then, if you are taking your breath and utilizing it for complaining, murmuring, doubt then you're not doing what God requires for his presence to win in your life. I mean, do you get this? That's what the devil comes to do. He comes to to cause you to think that God's not going to do what he's already promised, even though you know that God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. So you already know that. But now we go through things and we begin to ask God, where where is he? And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's in the exact same place. Jesus said, if you all know who the Father is, I'm seated at the right hand of the Father. So the Father is in a position of victory, ruling and reigning on his throne. But do you allow him to rule and reign in your heart. 
or are you going to let your emotions determine where you will abide? Didn't Jesus ask us? He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, your conversation is going to be different. You will ask what you will, and it shall be given you. See? But, but because we have uh, allowed fears and, and doubt and worry, frustration, any other things that operate out of our emotion. Wow. See? When we allow things to operate out of our emotion, then we're going to be tossed to and fro by not just some wind, by every wind of doctrine. I think it's going to be like that. You know what? God has done something so great for us. He's taken our necessity to think away. We should just know what Jesus did. The devil came to Jesus, and Jesus didn't say, well, I think you don't supposed to be here. Jesus responded by saying, it is written. It has nothing to do with how I feel, does it? It's already written. See? My mouth is the tongue of a ready writer. I already know how the thing is going to end. Why? It is written. I'm simply going to say what is written. The, the victory that's in my life, God has taken the time to allow Jesus to be the author of that faith. See, he authored my faith. And then he will finish or develop that faith. Yeah. See, when I uh, align myself that way, there is no doubt, question, frustration at all. See, I know how it's going to end. For all things are working together for my good. Because I love God. I am the called according to his purpose. And what is the purpose? Victory in every area of my life. That is his purpose. For this cause was the Son of Man manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's why Jesus came. Victory in every aspect of my life. That is his purpose. Okay? And when I understand that, when I walk in that, see, I'm now submitting myself to God. And because of that, I can simply resist the devil. See, he didn't even tell me to fight him. I'm sorry, I'm quoting scripture. He told me the only thing I need to do is resist him. Don't give him a place. See? So I, there's no way I can be afraid, especially when you have over 750 times when you told us to fear not. Okay? And when I fear that I'm giving him the, the authority to turn things backwards in my life because t- fear has torment. Okay? I overcome evil with good. The promise, the gospel, that's why it's called good news, is what I would, I should be meditating on, thinking about. See? Because Jesus came and left me steps of victory. 
up to and including death. Wow. Because the Bible says in Hebrews 2, 9, it says that he tasted death by the grace of God. Because Jesus was full of grace and truth. And we're supposed to be, according to John chapter 1, partakers of that grace. See? As we are partakers of that grace, hmm. when you have your favorite meal and someone is prepared, taking the time to prepare your favorite meal in the entire world, and you, they, they said it's for you. So when you sit at the table that God said he's made in the presence of your enemy, when you sit at that table and eat his word, that word causes you to win every time. Why? Because that was the word that was sent to heal and to deliver you from all your fears and from all of your troubles. Okay? So we sit at that table. We sit in the presence of God. We sit and have conversations with God not just conversations about God. I'm telling him in worship, I'm telling him who he is to me. You are my strong tower. See? Let's look at that. Psalms 18. Let's listen to David. Rehearse these things so that we will know them, so that we can see them, so that we can do them. Let's read what he says. Hmm. Psalms 18, active worship. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and, my, and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. Listen to what David is saying. God is to him. He didn't say, I hope you will be. He says, I will love you. See, this is a, a, a settled fact, a settled truth in my life. I will love thee, O Lord. You are my strength. The Lord is my rock. The Lord is my deliverer. The, 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 the two-letter word is there is parenthetically included in every one of the statements here. It's in parenthesis. It is a understood Premise. Sometimes you read uh, letters and the U is understood, remember? Well, that's the same thing. Active worship is speaking from what God is. The Lord is my rock. The Lord is my fortress. The Lord is my deliverer. I love that. I love that. He said God is multiple things to him at the same time. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. Not just one. Oh, you see what I'm saying? See, he's El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough. He's the God that sits on the other side of all. Come on, y'all. See, he, he, he's not working his way up to all. He sits on the other side of all. That's why he can meet all my needs, because he sits on the other side of all. He sits on the victorious side of all. Maybe you should say it that way. Mm -hmm. 
stating everything that God is to him. He is my rock. He is my fortress. He is my deliverer. He is my strength. He is the one I trust in. He is my buckler. He is the horn of my salvation. He is my high tower. Wow. See, this is active worship. See, I, I, this is what I recall to my mind. Therefore, have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that I'm not consumed. His mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. See? So, so I, I'm not running to God because I think I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm running to God because I know everything I need is in him. He is my strength. He is my rock. He is my fortress. He is my deliverer. He is my God. He is my strength in whom I will trust. See, David just said, I don't trust in myself. I trust in the one who is my strength. Hmm. I'm I'm giving you a a, a pattern that would cause victory, to just cause every situation to be your advantage. He's the horn of my salvation, my God, my God. He is the one, look at this, the word horn just jumped out at me. And in that day, um, they would, they would, the supply that they had, if you see that, that horn of plenty, you, you've seen that picture? It's the horn that has fruit abounding coming all out of it. Well, he is my place of victory that's more than enough. He's my horn. He's the horn of my salvation. Secondarily, he is the one that is announcing my deliverance. Glory to God. He's the horn of my deliverance. He's announcing it to the devil, to all the principalities and power. That's what it says in, 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 in uh, the book of Ephesians chapter 3. Just run back there. See that. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 3. <laughs> I just want you to see this, kind of, because as I say, he's the horn of my salvation. He's the one that's, that, that's, that's plentiful. He's the announcer. Ephesians chapter 3. Um, starting at verse, verse uh, 8. Paul says, unto me. Who am less than the least of all saints is his grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. That doesn't mean I can't find them. That means they will always be in a position where finding them is easy. It's so big. It's so massive. The unsearchable riches of Christ. And to make all, this is why he's here. He says, to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world was hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Why did he do that? To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be made known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. According to what? the eternal purpose that he purposed in Christ Jesus. So it says that this 
is going to be known. This announcement is going to be said about the church. Okay, see that again right there. To the intent that now, unto, <laughs> the, 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 uh, uh, unto, this is, he's going to show this to the principalities. He's going to show this to the powers in heavenly places by the church. See, he's making these announcements on my behalf. <laughs> See, he's my, he's my horn of salvation. He's making announcements over you. He's declaring things in the presence of principalities, powers, and might. He's doing exactly what he did for Job. The devil, he said, have you considered my servant Job? He's perfect. He's upright. One that excuses evil. He said, have you considered him? The boy is connected to me. And because he's connected to me, you can't get to him. You can't mess him up. The devil tried everything to mess up Job. But the Bible says that Job did not sin with his mouth or charge God foolishly. He understood that he had a testimony that God was announcing. He's the horn of his salvation. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews that we have a, a better covenant based on better promises. Amen. Let God announce the victory that he has given you. When you have a, 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 an obstacle in front of you, let God do the talking. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Because the redeemed of the Lord says so. See? Let God's testimony be developed throughout your life. Active worship sets these things in motion. See? He is my rock. He is my fortress. He is my deliverer. He is my God. He is my strength in whom I will trust. He is my buckler. He is the horn of my salvation. And he is my high tower. I will call upon the name of the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. Whatever the situation is, as I confess, state the truth of what God is to me, then I'm displaying that he is worthy to be praised. And what happens when this transaction takes place? He says, so shall I be saved from my enemies. This is how David calls his hope to be activated. And as it is activated, he had this confidence. This is how I'm going to be delivered. He said, so shall. The word shall is an absolute imperative. There is no two ways about it. Shall be delivered. Shall be saved. Why? Because I have active worship. It's not a, a question. It's not a doubt. It's already been settled. His word is forever settled in the heavens and is also settled in my heart. 
so shall I be saved. The sorrows of death compassed me, were all around me. The floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. They were all about me. They were behind me. It says, in my distress, I called upon the name of the Lord. And, and I cried unto my God, and he heard my voice out of his temple. He heard my voice out of his temple, out of my body. Because my body is the temple of God. See, he didn't hear murmuring, complaining. He didn't hear fear out of the temple that he abides in. He heard the voice of worship, active worship. And my God came before him, even unto him, even into his ears. And notice, this is the one thing that was kind of interesting here. It, it, it didn't come because of distress. It came because I'm blessed. See, it did not come because I, 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 I'm, I'm all scared. No, it came because I am full of faith. In in James. Um, James chapter 1, it, it, it says we should do things because of what we know. Okay, James chapter 1, just flip over there right quick. James chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. And the rest of it is good. I'm just trying to set these things in your hearing so that you can then have a focus for this. It says, James was a a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. My brother, okay, he's giving us instructions now. My brother, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations. He says, brethren, when you have a situation, I need you to count it all joy. If, if, if you're counting it as a, a, a frustration, then you didn't count it all joy. Come on, y'all. He said, when the temptation comes, I need for you to count it joy. Let joy, the joy of the Lord, which is your strength, the joy that comes from his presence, let joy be what's released out of your mouth. Not, not complaint. Okay? Count it all joy. When you fall into divers' temptations, knowing something. See, if you don't know something, then you cannot count it joy. You should be ecstatic because my God is going to deliver me, show me his power in this thing right here. Devil, all you did is gave me another opportunity to watch my God, who is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my strength, my buckler, the horn of my salvation, my heart. See, go through these steps. Release the joy, the confidence, the faith that you have in one that cannot fail, will not forsake you. Mm. says so you got to know this, that the only thing that's happening here is the trying of your faith. It's not trying you, beloved. 
It's the trying of your faith. And as your faith is tried, please notice, you got to know this, beloved, knowing this, that the trying of your faith employs patience, works patience. Okay? Patience, a better definition, is to be consistently, constantly the same. That's what Job was, the patience of Job. He was consistently, constantly the same. He did not sin or charge God foolishly with his mouth. He was consistently, constantly the same. Okay? Monday, he was consistently, constantly the same. Friday, he was consistently, constantly the same. Hump day, he was consistently, constantly the same. See? Job said, I know my Redeemer lives. I, I, I know this. And because he's alive, as the song says, because he lives, I can live also. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Say, I, I know who holds the future, and the same one who holds the future also holds me. Say, I'm resisting the devil through active worship. When I fall into temptations, diverse temptations, lusts, and trials, I know that the trying of my faith is going to employ patience. And let patience have her perfect work. See? Okay, 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 okay. Let's do this. I mean, we, we think religiously, and sometimes that messes us up. Okay, let's look at what he said here. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith is going to employ patience, worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work. So when you are learning how to be consistently, constantly the same, let that work be done. God's not working on your patience. He's using patience to work out your victory. Come on, let's read what it says. It says, let patience have our perfect work. Okay? Let patience... Continue the process so that you know I'm not doing this on my own strength. All right, we'll try it this way. We'll try it this way. When you were born again, beloved, you were you were recreated again in the image of God. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Okay? So then I'm simply allowing the process that God put in place take effect. For me. I'm not trying to. He told me to simply resist the devil. Okay, just go back and hear him. I'm simply resisting the devil. I'm not having to fight the devil. The battle is already won. When Jesus said it is finished, he didn't say, now there's 15 things you're going to have to do. He said it's finished. So then when I fall into a, a, a trial, I need to know something. 
I don't go through the trial just wishing something. I know that patience has already worked it out. See, I'm going to let patience have her perfect work. Did it say in me? Okay, understand them. We add stuff and take stuff away. It said, let patience have her perfect work. So that means, tells me, gives me the understanding that patience wants to do something. Okay, when we receive healing, do I have to work it in? Or does the word that gave healing work in me? work for me. You see my point? It says, let patience have her perfect work, that you understand you are already made from a perfect image. God's not going, God's not going to do stuff. He's already seated at the, uh, the, 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 the throne of majesty. He's sitting down Kill all of his enemies, be made his footstool. The devil goes through all these gyrations, and God didn't even get up because it's already finished. I got to know this. I get to see different or unique manifestations, but the word that caused the manifestation to be finished has already been done. He sent his word and healed us. It didn't say he sent his word to heal us. All right, just so you can see it. These, I say these things because you know, they just they all read. Read, uh, go to turn if you would to Psalms uh, 107, verse 20. See, I, I thought it the wrong way. See, I'm thinking that there's something. Uh, that, that that yet has to be done. But Jesus said it's finished. So is it finished or is it not? That becomes a, a, a real question for you. Turn to Psalms 107, verse 20. Okay? It says, and he sent. That is a past tense uh, 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 of the word. Active past tense, okay? He sent. Already been done. Was already enough. He sent his word and did what? And healed them. Not to heal them. He sent his word and healed them. And delivered them. Notice it's all past tense uh, 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 processes. It's not... To heal, I'm not mad about to heal. I'm just trying to be specific. It's a finished work. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. See? So then I'm not waiting for it. He's already done this. My job now is to walk in it. Acknowledge God, and then my path will be made straight, will be established, will be 
something I can stand as I walk. I don't have to beg and be crawling trying to get to God. I can stand as I walk because the work's done. Um, um, uh, cement workers, when they pour the cement on the driveway or the, the sidewalk, the next person that comes after it's poured is what they refer to as a finisher. That makes my uh, my transitions from one point to another, that makes them all smooth because the finisher has done the work that he needed to do. Jesus is the author and finisher of my faith. I don't have to have up and down faith. It's finished. It's smooth in front of me. I mean, God loves my path to walk on so much that he's given angels charge over me that I don't even dash my foot against a stone. In other words, he wants me to walk on finished surfaces. Patience have her perfect work that you would understand. You are already made in the image that's perfect. You are therefore entire, and you're not wanting anything. See, I'm not trying to ask God to come up with a plan. He's already affected the thing. All things are working together for my good. See, this is active worship. I think this way. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who didn't think it robbery to be equal with God. But he didn't make himself of a reputation. See? I didn't have to go around and, and, and say, look at what I did. No, God did it. You really don't have to go through, look what God did for me. It was finished. All you did is stood up and walked in it. Yes, I understand the, the concept of that is a praise. I get that. But I'm trying to help us to understand that we should know when you enter into the temptation, he said, you got to know something. See, you you just can't just go to the to the place and say, well, you know, I'm gonna try to work something else. We should no longer try to be triers of the word. We should be doers of the word. Why? Because that's the one who's blessed. Then if you don't if you don't get it, if you lack wisdom in this, then ask God and He'll give you wisdom liberally. And he's not going to be mad because you asked. See? This is how David lived. I called upon the Lord, and he heard me. My cry came before him, even into his ear. He says, and since when God heard me, verse 7, back to uh, Psalms 18. (laughs) When God heard me, then my circumstances because all of your, my God, my God, all of your circumstances happen in the earth. Boy, that's good. Because you have been translated to his kingdom. 
you're made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, far above all principalities, power, might, dominion, and every name in his name. But your body lives in and reacts to the earth. And so when God heard the voice of those that worship, it says then surroundings shook. The earth shook and trembled. Look at here. The foundations also were moved. Mm. I'm hoping you're getting this. This same thing happened when um, when uh, Paul was in jail, and he began to, to sing. Him and Silas began to sing. And it said that the foundations of the prison shook. I, I hope you got that. The thing that was troubling you has a foundation. And God, through people that have active worship, he will cause the foundation of the thing to tremble. What does that mean? That even if it was your fault, God deals with the foundation of the thing so that it does not have to continually, perpetually impact your life. He will cause the foundation of that thing to become weak. He he causes the foundation to know who is God, who the God is that you serve. See, because the God that you serve goes and affects foundations. Glory to God. See? So God wants to deal with stuff from the root. He says the foundations were also moved. Oh, God. Wait a minute, y'all. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Come on, y'all. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Because what's done naturally is also done spiritually first. Whatever happens in the natural has already happened in the spirit first. So watch this. He says that when this voice is heard, the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of the hills also moved and were shaken. Did you understand it said they did what first? They moved. They got out of your way. Wow. Come on, y'all. Look at it. See? That, he, he does that because if you, as you think in your heart, that's what you can expect in your life. So if you think that the devil will always trouble you, see, that's something that foundation needs to be shaken. It needs to be moved. You don't have an expectation for bad. You have the gospel, which means I have an expectation of good. The foundations of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wrong. God don't like the enemy messing with you. Come on now. When you, God inhabits your praise, and when you elevate the words to, from praise to worship, God then displays his anger that you even had to go through that. Says he was wroth. Because he heard, okay, just so that we see it, it says that I called on the Lord and I cried unto my God, and he heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, and even unto his ears. Then the earth shook and, and, and trembled, and the foundations of the hill were moved and shaken because he was mad. 
Wow. This is a great love that God has for us. See? He says, and then there went up a smoke out of his nostrils, and the fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. See, God is that's watching over us. He's a jealous God. He's the one that says he'll have no other gods before him. See? He says, no, no, those that stand, that know how to stand in truth, those that stand in the position of victory, I'll show myself strong in their behalf. He's wanting to do that. But we've kind of had an idea that, you know, the devil is, is pretty tough. He's pretty bad. He's doing Let's talk about what God is doing. Stop talking about what the devil's doing. Because all of his foundations are going to be moved. He bowed the heavens also and came down, and darkness was under his feet. He rode up on a cherub and did fly. Yea, he did fly. You know, he, he moved at a different speed, y'all. God already functions at the speed of light, and then he says that he had to fly. Come on. He hastens his word to perform it kind of like gets in a hurry, if you would. So the speed of our victory is my God flying to my rescue. He already knew what I had need of before I asked, but when I release the, 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 the declaration, God gets to moving in a hurry. He did fly. He made darkness his secret place, and this pavilion round about him with dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. And I do understand this is what happened at Mount Sinai. I, I get that. I understand that. But 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 you know that he wants to deal with the mountains in our lives. Jesus told us that if it was a mountain in front of us, we can say to the mountain, be thou moved. In other words, the foundation is going to now be altered. Because of the word of the Lord that's active is in my heart and coming out of my mouth. He thundered in the heavens and gave, the highest gave his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. He sent out his arrows and scattered them. He shot out lightnings and discomforted them. Then the channels of water were seen and the foundations of the world were discovered at his rebuke. I mean, God's going to speak to the thing that's causing you, and he's going to let the thing that's causing you to be uh, upset, if you would, to be challenged, if you would. He's going to let that thing know that he is not happy about this. So when you come to the place where you recognize how, how much God loves you and does not want you going through things that were not, out of his spirit, okay? Because he's blessing you by and with his spirit, okay? He's declaring things over you with a word that is engulfed in, couched in love. He sent his word and healed and delivered. Out of all. He 
He sent from above. He sent from above. He took me and drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from him them that hated me, for they were too strong for me. See, again, God was not interested in you trying to prove your strength. He already knew that your enemies were too strong for you. That's why he wants you to humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, and then he shall lift you up. This is the way David lived. It says, <laughs> they were too strong for me, verse 18. They were stopping me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. Wow. It says, they were all around me telling me what's not going to work, showing me that God ain't going to do it, but the Lord was my stay. He's what caused me to be solid. And then because he was my stay, he brought me forth also into a large place. Wow. Not only did he strengthen you, he said he also brought you into a large place. The deliverance of God is not just a deliverance that causes you to go at the end of uh, the encounter. It's going to cause you to increase. Amen. He's going to set you into, call you into a large place. I'm hoping that you can, can, can get that, understand that. You know, we should stop thinking, according to this scripture, we should stop thinking about barely made it through. As the victory of the Lord is manifest, you're going to be in a bigger position than you were as the thing was going on. After God showed that he was upset, it said, what did he do? He said, he brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. What can we do to cause God to delight in us? Would that not be worship that he's looking for, that he's seeking? Wow. That's what Jesus did perpetually every day. And then the voice of the Lord came and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He delighted in me. Wow. See, we need to kind of think about it from a different perspective. As I'm worshiping him, what is my worship actually saying to him? Is my worship saying that, you know, I just know you up there and whenever you feel like it, no, no, no. See, I have to know something when I'm faced with a trial or a temptation. I've got to employ patience, being consistently, constantly the same. Knowing that the one that called me is also going to be the one that finishes the work. He who begun a good work in me, he's faithful to complete it. 
See? And since God is a God of more than enough, I, I shouldn't think that it's just going to be a barely made it by the skin of my teeth. No. According to this scripture, he brought me also forth into a... Okay, come on, come on, come on. A little word right there says into. He didn't say he brought me around a large place. I get to see it, but I can't touch it, can't taste it, can't handle it. No, he said he brought me into the large place. Wow. See? He, he's more than enough. Jesus said, the thief comes not but for kill, steal, destroy, but I am come to give you a large place that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. See, as we begin to, 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 to expand our understanding about worship, then we also have to expand the results of worship. The Lord, verse 20, rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hand, has he recompensed me. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. I, I need to be looking for this large place. I, I need to be looking for that. I don't have to demand, okay, God, you promised. Yes, he's always promised. But if my heart understands worship, then the expectation is, okay, and God's going to do things that are exceedingly, abundantly, above all I can ask of things. See? We've got to, in the day that we're living, we're going to have to uh, know that he's bigger than the trouble. And because I had to go through, yeah, 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 that's scriptural, because I had to go through the trouble, I end up with double. Amen. That's a large place. See, when I, when, when I have the right understanding of the word of God, then my expectation becomes greater because I'm serving a great God, not a barely enough God. He, he's, he's trying to expand. In fact, he's given us the world. That's why he told us, his last words to us were, go into all the world. So the place of our dominion is all the world. And some kind of way, we thought that it was going to be a narrow uh, display of his love. So he wants us to go and boldly proclaim, proclaim the name of Jesus. Cause men to come out of darkness. Men who love darkness are going to see the glory of God in our lives, and they're going to then come out of the darkness by that invitation that we give to them. That's not going to be a little bitty invitation, beloved. That, that has to be bigger, greater than whatever they were dealing with, whatever they were accustomed to. See? It's not for pride, but it is for the invitation to be forceful enough to make them want to come out. How are you going to get people, how are you going to win people to, to, the, to the God of all gods with barely enough to, to do anything with yourself? Something's kind of backwards with that. 
See? God wants you to be a witness. That's what he told you to do, to be a witness unto men. Well, what is your testimony saying? Is your testimony only saying to them, when I get to heaven, everything's going to be all right? I appreciate that. But the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. See, he wants us to be able to, 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 to display the glory. Show forth the goodness of God. Because when you do that, when you show forth his goodness, next thing you know is men change their conversation. Yeah. See? They will glorify God. Men shall see your good works, and they are going to have a different conversation. They will glorify the Father. They'll be saying, boy, I'm glad that I know that a God that can deliver after this sort is available for me today. That's what the Hebrew boys did when they came out of that fire. And smoke didn't even, the smell of smoke was not even on them. They were not burned up. Not one hair on their head had been singed. And then the king said, there is no other God that can deliver out of this sort. That became the testimony of active worship. We're not going to bow down, okay? That's not what we're here for. We're here to worship our God, and that's all we're going to do. We're not going to start singing the tune you want us to say. We sing because uh, it said that the music and the, 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 the cornet, the sack butt, he said, that whenever you hear these sounds, you're going to have to bow down. He said, no, no, can't, can't, can't. We can't do that. Our testimony, glory to God, our testimony should outlive us. Come on now. It should be a testimony that outlasts our time here. Yeah, we're going to leave this. Come on, y'all. This stuff is not important to us. We're going to leave it anyway. But we did show forth the glory of God. You're going to have to have a whole lot more to make men who love darkness rather than light stop walking in that darkness. There's got to be a little bit more. Yeah. God has a responsibility given to us that we are going to enjoy doing. We're not going to be suffering through it. That's not what he's asking us to do. That doesn't display that he's the almighty God. And we want to give that testimony that God lives being in us, that God lives being through us, that my big God is inviting you out of the darkness, pains, suffering that you've experienced and wants you to enter into the rest and the joy of the Lord. That's what we're here for. We're supposed to cause the bigness of our God to be displayed because we submit and live in the worship of our God. Your way or God's way.
He's waiting on you today. Father, we just bless you and we thank you that you're showing us the true effect of worship that is released to you perpetually, that that becomes our abode, that we live to worship our God in everything, through everything. Our worship will be active and thereby giving the testimony of a good, loving Father. We thank you for that now, sir. We commit it to you as done in the matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior, and the redeemed the Lord said together. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So as we always do, we give you an opportunity to ask questions or make comments about the ministry. So 678, area code 678-851-3322. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry today? 678-851-3322. You have the mic. Any questions or comments? Amen. And I say it all the time. The Bible says they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. So this is not uh, to put you on the spot. Uh, we're just giving you an opportunity to, to, to worship the Lord in, in our midst. Area code 678-708-8085. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? 678-708-8085. You have the mic. Any questions or comments? Go ahead. Uh, you're breaking up. I can already. Okay, we'll try to come back. Here you go, 404-536-7829. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? I mm-hmm. just want to say it was a blessing. I really enjoyed it. And, and, uh, all the Psalms and Proverbs you took us through, I really enjoyed it and, and took notes. So it was a blessing. Amen. Glad to be here. That's, that's why we're here, is to just encourage you, build you up in the Lord, so that you can um, uh, win every time. I'll come back to area code 678-708-8085. Any questions or comments about the ministry? Go ahead. Okay, I, 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 I heard something, but I didn't know what it was. Again, I want to thank all of you for um, uh, participating in the ministry and allowing God to just uh, give us uh, new insight and revelation. And so um, if the ministry has been a blessing to you, I'd like for you to go to the uh, website and find the Donate tab and allow God to tell you what seed that he would have you to give to LiveDeliverance.com. Um, because it, it, the Bible says that if we've sown unto you from our spiritual things, it's no big deal for you to sow of your carnal things. Because the only way we can stay on the air is that uh, God moves on the hearts of people, um, and they uh, give tithes and offerings uh, here to LiveDeliverance.com. We're thankful for all of our cyber men, members that are in covenant relationship with us. But if you... Um, are here for the first time, we say thank you. We want to remind you to tell all your friends 
uh, how they can listen and participate on the broadcast here on Monday evenings. So, again, just go to livedeliverance.com, the website, and find the Donate tab and whatever God tells you to do. uh, Be sure to do that. So until the next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Until next Monday, love y'all. Be blessed.